This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. All right, Will Brinson, senior NFL writer, CBSSports.com, Pick 6 podcast moderator. All right, I'm done, done being mad at UCLA. How are you, man? You, wasn't, you have no hat today. No hat. Um, no, no hat. You, you put I, it on in the first commercial break. Um, I, I don't know this. I'm really good at scheduling stuff. Right. Um, and uh, and so I, I've scheduled somehow a hit on CBS Sports HQ in the middle of my live podcast at 1 o'clock. And so I'm going to attempt to leave the podcast dressed semi-nicely, record a live hit, and come back to continue the podcast. In, in It's really like um, Evil Knievel. <laughs> So, so who's the podcast with today? Uh, who would be the most cantankerous possible person Ryan Wilson. to have on a podcast? Oh, no, Pete Prisco. Oh, yes. Oh, it's oh, yeah. Prisco. It's Prisco today. Uh, very good. That's the Pick 6 Podcast, daily NFL podcast to listen to all the time. And I appreciated Monday because this is where, this is where I wanted to start anyway. Uh, we're basically at this point, we're looking at the playoffs. We have a bunch of teams that can clinch Playoff actually can clinch playoff bids. Buffalo with a win over the Dolphins this week clinches a playoff spot. Uh, part of that is because there seems to be a bunch of bad competing for the last playoff spot in each conference, and maybe that makes sense since we have almost half of the teams that are going to make the playoffs. Um, but I want to talk about. I want to start with the team that Buffalo is going to play. Uh, which is Miami, and I know the weather's going to be bad, but I think that's a little overblown. Um, I think it's. I mean, it's bad. I mean, no teams used to playing in the snow. I mean, Buffalo might be, but no teams really used to playing in the snow. These guys don't want to play in it if they can avoid it. Um, could Miami miss the playoffs? Yes. I mean, really? It, it, it'll, it seems it'll like a some, lot has to happen. Yeah, like a bunch of stuff has to happen, but it's totally possible. I mean, the Chargers to me are really interesting in, in mm-hmm. the sense that. I mean, for the I believe the first time all season long, they had Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, and Austin Eckler, who, by the way, friend of the podcast, or Pick 6 podcast. There you go. On, uh, on our YouTube channel. You wouldn't skip uh, out on Austin Eckler to do a live hit on CBS Sports HQ. Eh, I might. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, uh, no, I probably would not. But um, th- that was the first time they really had all their weapons yeah. on the field at one time. And you could see it. And, and like, I, I, don't, I don't really trust Brandon Staley and Joe Lombardi mm. necessarily to, to call the game the way that it should to emphasize Justin Herbert's skill set. But, I mean, some of those throws he made on Sunday night. Like, the, the one was like, uh, it was, he threw it to Keenan Allen, who wasn't open. Right. And Keenan Allen, like, caught it and then pointed. It was like, you, you. Right. And Herbert pointed back like, yeah, bro, I don't know either. Um, <laughs> I, I think that that team, to me, has the potential. And I can't believe I'm falling for this Charlie Brown mm-hmm, football. You are. I am. I totally am. I'm, I'm, I'm a sucker. But, like, they have the potential to really, like, make a run. And I think it would be at the expense of Miami. On the other hand, Miami's well-coached. They've got a good quarterback who is a good decision-maker. Not a great quarterback, but a good quarterback. Good quarterback. I agree. Good run game. They're they're on this three-game road trip, too, by the way. Like, at San Francisco, at the Chargers, and at Buffalo. Like, that's that's really hard. I mean, mm-hmm. who who's the team that's winning all three of those? You, right. like, you got to win one of them, though. Yeah, I know. Got to win one of them. Here's the thing about Miami. This is why I think ultimately, first of all, at eight and five, you probably have to go no. I mean, if you win one, if you win one, you're probably a playoff team. 
Mm, I don't know about the AFC. In the NFC, well, nine gets you in. AFC, losing to the Chargers, and if they lose to the Jets again, then that's a problem. Uh, if the Jets can finish nine and eight, which I'm not convinced well, I mean, the Jets like, you, will. To, to clarify, you can get in with nine in the AFC, but like to me, if you get to nine in the NFC, you are going to get in. Oh yes, yeah, some, well, somebody's going to be under five hundred in the NFC. We we know somebody in the NFC is going to be under five hundred because ain't oh, nobody right. going to be over five hundred in the NFC South. Um, here's the thing about the Chargers, and this is where I I worry. We're, we're I'm anticipating that we'll see a, a Chargering here in the last four weeks because even with all those weapons back, if Tyree right if. They're very good when they have all those weapons, but they still needed Tyreek Hill to ultimately get hurt. Otherwise, I think Miami would have figured out a way to score enough. They fumbled the onside kick. I mean, they, they tried to right. lose. Please, take, please, we're we're dying to charge this up. They please, tried take, to lose. I here, real quick about that game. I thought that when the Chargers went for it on fourth and was it fourth and two or fourth and goal from the two, I actually liked Ooh. the idea. I know it, it was just ripped on social media. I mean, Twitter was having a field day with that. Uh, but what good does a field goal do to, do to you when you know that Miami's offense, because they didn't know Tyreek Hill was hurt, Miami's going to score? Field goal didn't do anything. I like the fact that they went for it. I really did. So, it's, I, mean, I mean, a lot of times these things are out of results based, right? Of like course. If, if they get it, it's like, oh, my God, look at Brandon Staley, this genius right. who went for it and got the touchdown, and now they want, you know, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's just how it works. I mean, so, yeah, I mean, I I don't really have a problem with it. Again, like my bigger concern is the play calling and the utilization of Justin Herbert and whether or not they are willing to stretch the field with those weapons and let him ex- like accentuate what he does best, which is throw the deep ball. By yeah. the way, Austin Eckler confirmed. Philip Rivers throws a better swing pass than Justin Herbert. Uh, well, that was the problem on that fourth and two pla- pass. Is that the pass was bad? It wasn't in front. I forget who he threw it to number one. He threw it to number one. Uh, and it wasn't in front of him. And that's why number one fell down when he when he caught the ball, which is maybe also a number like a one. really problem. bad Austin Powers movie. <laughs> he threw it right to number one. And it really, the pass was number two. And, uh, and there Andrew we go. Carter. Okay, we, we spent way too much time talking about this, uh, the Los Angeles, formerly San Diego Chargers there. All right, let me ask you about the Panthers real quick. Oh, gosh. No, no, gosh. They're one, game, they're one game out of first. Do we agree that Tampa is awful? <laughs> yes, we do. Okay, that doesn't um, mean they're not going to win the division, but. I mean, I keep I keep catching crap on the podcast because I, like, Ryan Wilson's killing me every week because mm-hmm. I'm like, look, Tampa's not good. Right. But they're going to the playoffs, and they have Tom Brady. Agreed. And, all of that. Right. All those things are factual. I mean, would you bet against Tom Brady? Like, I just don't want to bet. Like, Tom Brady with three, just win three games. Who knows? Like, we've seen How are they, they going to win three Eli games? Manning did it twice. Are, are they, I mean, they could win three games. Cincinnati at home, they could win that. But if you're Cincinnati and you're so chance. good. I, I, I mean, I, I don't think it's crazy to say the Panthers could win this division. It would just be. Adam Gold here with my man, Coach Pete Deruta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. Are most of your clients hands-on or they just give you their money and let it work for them? About 90%, 
give the money and then we meet every year and then go through status reports, sure. have a financial pit stop, making sure everything's fine. It is like a puzzle, Adam, but for the next 10 of you, we'll solve your own retirement puzzle at no cost or obligation. Call and claim your comprehensive review with Coach Pete and the team, 888-843-0013 or text Adam to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. Gross. Yeah, well, the Panthers have to win three games, more, more than likely, have to win three games, and one of those needs to be the game in Tampa, which, the way I've watched Tampa over the last few weeks, they can absolutely win that game. Carolina is playing, look, Carolina's not good either, uh, but they have a formula right now that will work no matter who they play against as long as they can be effective running the ball. So... 538 does a really good job with the playoff uh, mm-hmm. odd percentages. That's and the one thing they do a good job with it. Yeah, really, seriously. Um, <laughs> that's the only thing I go to 538 for. Uh, I was actually, I, I was like surprised. I was like, why is ABC News up there? I was like, oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so the, the Bengals are favored in Tampa, right? Yeah. And the Panthers are favored at home against the Steelers. So right. if we assume chalk holds, and that's not a fair assumption given the 2022 NFL season, but if we assume chalk holds and the Bengals win and the Steelers win, it would make Tampa Bay 50% to win the division and Carolina 46% to win the division. Mm-hmm. I mean, just, I, I like, I kind of want Steve Wilkes to win this division, to get in the playoffs, win a playoff game and make David Tepper fire him. <laughs> Come on, Dave. Really? Well, Look, I am I am increasingly convinced that Steve Wilkes will be the next head coach of the Carolina Panthers. Really? Uh, and, and, and you and I have been talking about this for a few weeks now. Yeah. Uh, as soon as he sent Robbie with a Y, Anderson, into the locker room in L.A., as soon as that happened, I was, Steve, I was Team Wilkes. The, he, I think that he's the perfect choice for them. I really do. I think this job matters to him as a Charlotte guy. Uh, a lot, I, yeah, and I think he, he has he has the pulse of the team. And in college, I would never let your players make the decision. That's how we got Carl Torbush as the head coach at North Carolina because the players loved him. They carried him off the field when they won the bowl game after Mac Brown left <laughs> for Texas. So hiring an interim is generally a bad idea, but I'm kind of with you on this one a little bit, yeah, it, maybe a lot bit. Yeah, look, I think the players are absolutely in love with this guy as their coach. I think he treats the he is I'm not trying to d- disparage Matt Rule here, but Steve Wilkes is the adult that these guys needed. And I think he is the perfect choice, but it uh so, I don't think so they have to make the playoffs really anyway. Wilkes, um I think that one he is genuinely regarded in that locker room with the fan base. Mm-hmm. With the city of Charlotte as like a a great leader, a, a fan favorite, and a good person. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying I'm not comparing him to anybody, but you know, a lot of times, like I, I don't like hiring an interim head coach full time because I don't think it usually where it really doesn't work out. Why However, not? <laughs> Steve Wilkes was hired by the Arizona Cardinals after a wildly successful season as defensive coordinator of the Panthers. Mm-hmm. He got the rawest of deals possible. Yeah. He was stuck with Josh Rosen. His <laughs> general manager was not present for the first few months. And his general, I mean, that's a whole different story. Right. Um, and he was fired after one year. Right. Like, 
how could you possibly prove yourself as a head coach one year in when the organization is admitting that the quarterback, they, the first round quarterback they gave you is a failure because they drafted another guy first overall the following year. And that whole thing was tied together with the opportunity to draft Kyler Murray and then bring in the offensive guru in Cliff Kingsbury. By the way, Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury share an agent. Share an agent and uh, I think share a distinction as being not all that great. Week 15 in the NFL kicks off tonight. 49ers are playing at Seattle. San Francisco's three-point favorite. Uh, third straight game, we will see Brock Purdy play. This is the second time he will be the starter. And uh, Seattle is getting Kenneth Walker back, I believe. So their running game should be whole. We'll see if the Seahawks can get back inside the playoffs. Seattle's been a playoff team for most of the year, but kind of fallen on hard times of late. Back to Will Brinson, still not wearing a hat, and that's fine. He's got to be on CBS Sports HQ, so he needs his hair looking right. Uh, all right, let's let's uh, let's do this. Also, Pick 6 are, Podcast are you aware Live. That there's like a massive esports thing happening at Downtown Rally this weekend? No, I was not. Why would I be aware of that? I, I actually saw You're talking to the wrong uh, uh, former Fortnite championship host or of the, uh, the Adam and Joe show. <laughs> Joe would know that that's happening. I say, I hey, no, like, what's up with these esports? <laughs> no idea. Um, all right. So four weeks ago, there is no chance that we thought that the highlight of Sunday's NFL schedule was going to be the Detroit Lions at the New York Jets. No way. The Lions, you I think, are good. I'm not so sure. Sh- the Jets have a great defense. See how healthy they are, but... Uh, that's a heck of a game. Imagine if you went, like, you, you know, you're, uh, you jump in the DeLorean. Right. To travel back to right. know, July 2022. <laughs> and you show up and you see Adam Gold, July 2022, Adam Gold. And you've got a Biff Sports Almanac in your hands. And you're like, <laughs> listen, fella, this Jets-Lions game in week 15 is probably going to be the biggest, like, playoff decider of the season. July 2022, Adam Gold will call the cops. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, I would do. I mean, it's insane. And the crazy thing is, the week after that, the Lions play the Panthers in a massive playoff game, too. Like, what is happening? The Lions actually are going to determine playoff spots for a lot of teams, including themselves, obviously. Um, I, I am intrigued by this game in the sense that, like, Jared Goff's been playing some awesome football, he has man. Been. But... If you go and look at the game that they they beat the I think they beat the crap out of the Giants in the Meadowlands. They did. Um, but if you look at it, they ran the ball really, really well, and golf didn't do a whole lot in the pass game. What if the Jets' run defense clogs up Detroit and forces Golf to win the game on his own? Can right. he do that in the cold outdoors in like mid December? I don't know. Right, and the Jets' two cornerbacks, Jets Sausage. and and Reed. Right? Re- sure. Reads the other corner, right? Jets uh, are probably going to have the offensive and defensive rookie of the year. <laughs> Garrett, Garrett Wilson's really, really good. Um, look, the, 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 problem, the problem with the Jets is that their offense either takes a while, like it did against Minnesota, uh, and really never got going, and it did against Buffalo. Uh, they, have been, they have had chances to win both of these games late, haven't been able to close the deal. Um, I don't know the health of Quinn and Williams. The defensive uh, 
You know, this, their star defensive lineman, uh, former Alabama guy, because he hurt his calf. My guess is he probably That's won't it. play, but I, they shouldn't play him. That he's he's like a borderline defensive player of the year candidate right yeah. now. I mean, he is a defensive player of the year candidate right now. Um, I mean, they re- they really need to play him against the Lions in order to win the game. But like Quentin Williams is a special dude, and he's yeah. turned it on this year in a big way. I wouldn't want to risk him, so I'd be curious how they do that. I think they're very, very lucky that it's only a calf because it looked like it could have been something serious. It was a non-contact injury, so everybody immediately went ACL like it happened to Kyler Murray. Uh, I was not. I did not watch the game. I have people, friends of mine, who watched. Actually, been watching all the time. They're not even Jets fans. Like uh, a, a mutual friend of ours uh, sent me a text the other day. It went, "These Jets are good," and I went, <laughs> yeah. "I haven't really watched them." I, I mean, I sort of. When I can see a little bit, I see a little bit. But uh, how, how about? I mean, did you jinx? Rod? You went. You became an Aaron Rodgers fan, and now Rodgers stinks, and the Jets are good. What? Uh, what <laughs> are you concerned about I, that at all? I'm like William H Macy. I'm the cooler. Could you? Great yeah. movie, by the way. Have you seen the movie The Cooler? Of course. Could uh, you? Um, movie. Could you maybe be like a Carolina fan, Carolina basketball fan? Oh wow! Um, <laughs> I'm for hire. <laughs> I should. I should. I should hire myself out. Look. When you when you grow up a Mets fan, right? I mean, it's uh, it's it's like being a state fan. Mets fans and state fans are very similar. Uh, yeah, it's actually. That's I think there's there's accurate, some there's some similarities there. All right, so the eighties were great. Uh, yeah, for a hot minute, and they didn't get enough out of it. Just eighty six. They were the better. They should have been. They should have been great in eighty seven and eighty eight and eighty nine. They were. I mean, I'm a nineties. Braves kid. I mean, I, you, you won every year. You won 14 straight divisions. What are you complaining about? You won 14 straight divisions. Stop, uh, stop whining. All right. Um, <laughs> here's the thing about the NFL this year. There are 12 teams, just 12, that have positive point differentials. And maybe 12 is sort of a normal number. Maybe if we looked at it year after year after year, because, you know, 16 is the mid. Uh but only 12 teams have positive point differential. The Jets and Lions are two of them. And right now, neither of them is inside the playoff cut line. Do, what does that tell us? Do, does it tell us anything? Uh, or because we still have four games to play, it's not even smart to look at it. No, no, no. Uh, point differential is always good to look at. I, I'm just now I'm looking at it right now, and, and I mean... I need to go to NFL.com. You know, sometimes you use NFL Jesus for the, or uh, I don't know if you know about NFL Jesus. It's uh, it's a, the, our Lord and Savior. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's like their uh, game stats and information system. Gotcha. But I mean, like, when, when you look at it, I mean, these net points are crazy. Like the Bills are plus 132. Right. The 49ers <laughs> are plus 130 something. The Titans are minus 35 and winning their division. Yeah. The bucket, well, the Buccaneers are bad. The whole division is uh, the entire AFC East is positive point differential. The entire <laughs> AFC East, um, the, NFC South, the entire NFC South is negative. Yeah, I mean, but we, don't, we don't. There's no, there's no teams over 500 in that division. So again, it makes I mean, sense. The Vikings at 10 and three are minus one. <laughs> minus one. How is that possible? That seems know. statistically impossible. Obviously, it's not because they are minus one. Uh, and I actually think that if you if you pay attention to point differential, Dallas's game at Jacksonville, Jacksonville is dead even. Mm. There's zero. Uh, Dallas's game at Jacksonville, because I don't think Jacksonville. I mean, they're they're out of it, but 
Um, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. They're, I mean, they're, what are they? They're oh, five they're, and eight, they're, right? They're, Jacksonville is in it. They're five and eight. The Titans are seven and six, and they got to play each other in week seventeen. Oh, okay, okay. So they're in it for the division. That that that's yeah. cool. I was thinking about for a uh, for a wild yeah, card. Yeah, for, for a wild but card, they're probably out of it. Yeah, Dallas. We're going to find out. Dallas's position in the playoffs is pretty much set. They're going to be the number five seed. Yep. And they'll play at the Panthers in the playoffs when the Panthers <laughs> win the division. Um, but whether or not they can win at Jacksonville, I think tells us a ton about what Dallas really is, no? Well, I, I would typically agree with you in the sense that, well, I mean, I do agree with you. They should go down to Jacksonville as a four-and-a-half-point favorite, which is a little smelly, and, like, take <laughs> care of business, go in there, you, you, you run Tony Pollard up and down, and then Zeke dives mm-hmm. in the end for the touchdowns to make Jerry happy. Dak <laughs> throws a couple passes. You, you, you get some pass rush from Trevor Lawrence. But you know what's next week for Dallas, right? Is that Philly? Oh, it's Philly. And yeah. I believe it is at 425 Eastern on CBS Christmas Eve. Oh, Christmas Eve. Oh, boy. I mean, now look, a lot of people, you know, better people than me will be in church. But a lot of people in Texas will not be in church because they'll be watching that Cowboys game at 425 Eastern. They're going to go to the, the lunch service on Christmas Eve because that is prime time. It's in Dallas and it is. Adam, to me, it's like it's. Uh, I think, I think uh, Sully said this on the podcast this week. It's like it's kind of a. Are you ready for the big game at the Designery? We can help you arrange your kitchen in the perfect way to feed everyone coming over for the big game. I'm Dana Merrill, the owner of the Designery in North Raleigh, and I am True Merrill. The Designery grand opening. We're scheduled to open May 16th and do our grand opening party. Then we're going to be catering some food. We're doing some giveaways. We have a VR headset, an Echo Show, some kitchen gadgets, and some fancy knives. 12 to 2 p.m. Please stop by our showroom, 3030 Wake Forest Road. That's the Designery at thedesignery.com. They're probably not going to win the division, but it's sort of like a, hey, if we see each other in the playoffs, we can handle our business type of game. And I think, so I think in that sense, it means something to Dallas. So I sort of wonder, could they be looking ahead a bit? See, I don't even think they have to be looking ahead. I think Jacksonville might be a problem for them. Oh, I think Jacksonville's going to win. Dick Jacksonville's going to beat Dallas this week. Yes. yes. Yeah, but so that see to me that says everything about the Cowboys. I thought the Cowboys 3 weeks ago were the second best team in the NFC. And now I'm not sure where they are in the NFC. They just have not been they haven't played well. They haven't been fit. I don't know. Philly is the best team in the NFC. We we agree on that. We've agreed on that probably for the last 8 weeks. Um, San Francisco, maybe it doesn't matter who the quarterback is. I mean, if, if it, I mean, look, if it, it's, I mean, it's it's just hard to say out loud, like the second best team in the NFC is quarterback by Brock Purdy. Right. It it doesn't really pass the, you know, go stand in front of a mirror and say, say (laughs) I dare you to say that on CBS Sports HQ at the top of the hour. Um, I dare you. No, I mean, it's like, but like, I don't think the Vikings are the second best team because they're no. nine and zero in one score games, and they just got blitzed by the Lions. The Lions are the second best team in the NFC. Now, will they make the playoffs? I think the Lions are the team nobody wants to play. Uh, I, I don't disagree. By I the way, disagree. if the Titans lose to the Chargers, right, you know, away in Los Angeles, which you know, the Chargers have to win that game, they I don't think they have a choice. And 
the Jaguars beat Dallas at home, that division gets real, real spicy real, real quick. I mean, the the results from this weekend got it all uh, very yeah. spicy. I said a few weeks ago, actually, I said it when the Jets, this might have been just comedy because I watched the end of the Jets-Patriots game, and it is one of the times where I, I've totally divorced myself from being a Jets fan. And I've called it a recovering Jets fan. It was the only time this year, I will admit this, to suffering a near relapse. Oh, boy. Uh, because I watched Robert Sala play for a tie mm. at the end of the game. Like, letting the clock run out when the Jets were, like, at the 30-yard line. They're, they're the minus 30. I mean, they could have got into field goal range because there was well over a minute left. He played for a tie as though a tie got you a point. Like, this were hockey. and I just couldn't figure out it was at New England I couldn't figure out why you were doing this because you still have to go try to win the game in overtime and why would your chances be any better there than they are right now when you've got the ball 40 yards from being able to attempt a field goal to win it and then they punted and the the punt was returned for a touchdown and I thought man you guys deserve that but it was I was I was borderline angry at that moment and so I don't know. I don't, I don't I, want to admit anything. It's weird, though, because they have – remember, I talked about this, like, for the last, like, two years with the Panthers. They have an artificial – they had an artificially accelerated timeline because David Tepper realized that you can trade for quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, then why would we just build a roster when we can just go get anybody? Right. And he, you know, got, got ahead of his – got out in front of his skis. And the Jets sort of did the same thing. And, and you can, you know, a bunch of, you know – Jets and New York columnists have written this like the team's timeline got to where they wanted it to be before Zach Wilson's did. Yeah, Zach it's Wilson's no good. It. And look, maybe Zach Wilson's timeline doesn't exist. Right. On, like, I mean, but my point being is like, if you're Robert Sala, you can call this season a success without making the playoffs. Oh, that's, that is a good football team. That, that simply is like is missing the quarterback because you know what a tie a tie is a half a half a win. I mean, you know. Right, but you still had to get through the overtime to tie the game. They didn't even they tr- they actively welcomed the <laughs> the tie. I'm saying that it's if terrible. you're Robert Sala and you know that mm-hmm. what you've got going on is giving you some currency with ownership and it's boosting your front office and people are talking like if Garrett Wilson and Sauce Gardner win those awards, there's not going to be any concern about this jets front office and coaching staff no, in no. this offseason, which is huge for them because you have some security. I, I have, um, I, I, they've obviously done a good job. They have a lot of good players all over both sides of the ball. Uh, the Garrett Wilson draft pick was tremendous sauce Gardner. They, they nailed both high draft picks uh, in this draft. All right, Will Brinson, you have to go on TV in a little bit. The Pick 6 podcast is going live uh, at the top of the hour. Uh, Your hair looks fantastic. So does your beard. And uh, I'll see you, uh, and I'll talk to you later. All right, sounds good, man. You got it, Will Brinson. More great news for carry commuters. With the new GoCarry app, you can track your bus live on the interactive map feature. Stay informed with the latest news and service updates right at your fingertips. Save your favorite locations and routes for quick and easy access, making your daily commute a breeze. Plus, with the GoCarry app, you can easily connect to GoCarry.org for even more resources and information. Best of all, the GoCarry app is absolutely free to download on the Apple and Google Play stores. GoCarry. Where getting there is just a tap 
away.